following pendant production hello everybody and welcome to the commentary for season 10 episode 7 of the kingery day of delicate delight i'm dave morgan i'm the director uh with me is the writer of this episode jeffrey bridges hello everybody and my faithful assistant director bruce busby hello and this is the half season finale We've made it so far, and hopefully you've enjoyed where we're going so far, because things are going to kick up on the other side. Uh, it's a little past half. It didn't quite work out uh, that it's split right at six, but seven's pretty close, so we You're figured that enough. was all right. Yeah. And now we're starting off on a mission. We finally catch up with Zeph. He's the only, I'll say, regular character we haven't caught up with yet, so it's nice to see him. Uh, Russell Gold is uh, playing Zeph. He's uh, replacing Brian Reed, who has uh, moved moved on, and we thank him for all his hard work over the years. Yes, he tried. He really tried to keep the role, but uh, he's a doctor, a medical doctor, and uh, he's been just swamped with stuff going on lately, and he just didn't have the time to make it work anymore. So uh, it was, you know, nothing untoward or whatever. But uh, we we really loved him as Zeph, and. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm so grateful for all the, the time he spent with us. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been with us for a while. He played Jennings for a couple seasons, and he's played, uh, he was in season four. I forget who he played. Uh, but it's nice to finally have him in a uh, regular role. And we got uh, Chris M here as Reyes, his uh, co-soldier. I guess his, uh, he, he's the superior. Yes. yes. As we learn later, he is a captain. Yes. Captain? And uh, Bruce uh, did this first half of the episode. Did fine work here. Oh, and this is the, this is an unpleasant sound. <laughs> it's sizzly. Mmm, cauterizing. You know, the sizzles were something that I'd, I'd found for the the flame gun things early on. So way back in episode like one yeah, good, of this season. Yeah, good good reuse there. So. And I, I mentioned this to Bruce when he first sent me this. I love the pew pew lasers that we heard previously. That, that, I, that's just a very classic sci-fi sound. I just love. Yes. Seems like at least someone could do right. Yes. After things I could tell you, the way things go wrong. Love that they're they're infiltrating this compound where the research into these brain implants has been going on, and it's just got a super great stocked commissary with creme brulee and potato chips, and of course, a Just find it. And of course, the 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 things I could tell you, just you know, with the passing of Rutger Hauer. That 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 just resonated amazingly well. It was just uh, coincidental because this was written well well before that happened. Oh, of so. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just I I, 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 rem I as as I was listening to this in preparation, I heard that and I was like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> is like chills. And I love that Zeph goes from serious soldier to ooh chips. Well, there's one thing that's sort of come out about Zeph over the past couple of seasons, and it's that he's a kind of a bit of a foodie. He really loves ceviche and uh, clearly gelato. Got his own stash on the commandant's ship. The rest of the hall and down the stairs, sure. There's probably only dozen heavily armed mercenary types between us and the server room. <laughs> no problem. Uh, that was um, an interesting thing when I was writing this. I was like, I don't want to write out all of these action scenes 
And I also felt like they were the least interesting part of what was going on here and what was more interesting and important for the characters was everything that happened in between the action. And so that's why you get them after Zeph's been wounded. And then when you get, they get to the server room, it's, you know, after you, it's right. skipping around the, the fights. No, 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 no. Yeah, there's only so much pew pew you need, you know. It's... Right. Yeah, that gets the point across. We, we've got story to get across here in character. Damn it. I've been in worse spots. When you were with Deep Six Tactical, right? Sorry, just... Tattoos. Your tattoo. Tattoos I just, everywhere. It was a different life. Ha! Gelato! <laughs> he sounds so happy. Wouldn't you be? I would. Well, Zeph has learned to find those little moments when you're in hell. Yes, he's been through a lot. Um, you know, a few seasons ago when he was in the Buisson compound and getting tortured by uh, Sox's mother. And even before that, as he relates the story here, which if you notice the story he relates about uh, going after the slave slaver compound is slightly different than the last time he told it several seasons ago to someone else. And so I had this idea that Zeph is sort of uh, he's like a, a concerned parent for everybody that he cares about. And so he sort of adapts and tweaks the story the best right to fit who he's talking to in the situation to whatever he feels would make them feel better. So the actual truth of that situation, I'm not sure what, you know, when we might ever find out what that is. Right. By the way, there's a little Easter egg in there in Zeph's line, Scalzetti. Yes. That's a name that sounds very familiar if you're a longtime pendant listener. Going all the way back to Dixie. It's a name I've not heard since a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know, Scalzetti Italian, Gelato's Italian. It just, it wasn't something I set out to do. It just happened when I was writing. I'm like, ha ha, that's funny. I'll reference myself. I'm so clever. <laughs> so Meta. Yeah. This is not some kind of like backdoor way of saying that the two shows take place in the same universe or anything. So don't, don't get any ideas there. But it's not saying they... Don't I saw him in the ads. True. Surprise. Dixie comes back in the second half of the season. You're going to get a lot of angry emails coming in to me, and it's going to be your fault, and I'm going to be very upset about it. That's not happening. There are a lot of surprises coming in the back half of the season, so definitely be sure you check that out. Be sure you believe that that's not one of them, okay? That is not. Dixie is not coming back. Unless she is. Not in this show. Yes, in this show. Well, that'll get you some emails, too. Ow. damned if I was going to let that happen. So you escaped. Killed every last one of them. Survived to tell a version of this story to one of my other friends when they needed. And there you go. There's your, there's your customization line. When one of my friends needs to hear it now. Uh, sir, no, we're we're friends. I mean, you hardly know me. You threw yourself on top of me. Think if Zeph spends more than ten minutes with you and you don't piss him off, you're suddenly you're in his inner circle. He just loves everybody. You bet. And hey, Zeph likes likes everybody until they piss him off. As long as you're not horrible or hurting people, right? Then you're on his good side. Just punting me for info to defeat a rival crime family. Literally. Yeah, that sounds bad, but you didn't see him to lose that kind of beefcake is to know the depths of sorrow. No, 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 no! Don't get me started. Oh, Doc and Dakin. They're the worst. The worst. 
well, yeah, I guess we can say that now. See, I was slipped up there. Okay, we, yeah, it's been two years, uh, as we learn later yeah, in the episode. Now, and so, we assume you've listened to the episode first. I sure hope so. But um, <laughs> so because of that, I mean, it's still you can see that if it's still on Zeph's mind after all that time, then obviously it, it's a pretty deep wound, and he really, really cared about Dokken. So. That's, you have not seen the end of... There's, there, I'm sure there at some point there will come a reckoning between the two of them, between what happens. So. You have my rifle, Captain Collier. Sleeze shits. <laughs> Sir, clearing the server aisles. Clearing the office. Let's get these I thought it was important to have a good female scream and drop because, you know, equal opportunity. Yes. First. This is Captain Collier. Data recovered from the servers. Uploading to the. And we have uh, Marty Bringle as uh, as uh, Commandant Browning here. We've not seen Browning in a few seasons again. She pops up every every once in a while. It's like every couple seasons or so, she comes back into the story, sort of yes. orbiting around the rest of them. Any will do. Yes, ma'am. So what do we do? Just cut off a finger or... Lost my knife when I got uh, shot. I Cutting off a finger is way too hard. Eyes are soft and squishy. Yes. <laughs> and scoopable. Uh, and squelchable. <laughs> yeah, you gave us a nice slick noise on that, Bruce. It's very juicy. But you know, you you did hammer me once when I I, I put that into uh, a Dixie episode with the axe hand robot. And it was like, no, 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 this is like a family show. We we can't. No, that sound is just too gross. We can't use that. Little too. You don't organic. remember that, but that sounds correct for Dixie. Yes, but it did nicely here. So yes, we, we can get a little more nasty here. Now that we've got specs on the implants, hopefully we'll be able to find a way to neutralize it, if not shut them down. Yeah, we're on a Commandant Browning ship. Which now gets a name, and we yes. do what I think might be, if not just in the Kingeries, it might be all of Pendant's first really long walk and talk. I'm yeah, very sorry. Um, I kind of ended up directing the funeral episode as a walk and talk as well, following uh, Tommy and Maddie. Oh, right, right. Yeah, okay. But uh, as far as actually about written as one, yeah. So if you listen, I really like um, the work that that uh, Dave did in here with the sound effects uh, in the background subtly changing as they walk. So they're going, you can hear them going through different areas of the ship. Yes. And every once in a while, you hear crewmen and crew persons and crew women wandering around, all voiced by me. Wow. <laughs> it's a ship of Dave's. Cameos everywhere. <laughs> yes. I was like, I need some wild lines just thrown in here just to kind of when we pass the docking bay or the medical bay or whatever. What the hell? I'll do it. <laughs> what happened is the commandant uh, didn't really destroy all the technology from SOS, and so they made clones of the same person and staffed her ship with it. And you know, we had a planet of days a few seasons ago when I was playing a cameo in like every episode. <laughs> I'd grab all the first come first serve I saw. Wow, it's all it's all a race of Daves. I kind of like this idea that there's a whole race out there that they're all exactly the same. Although that's it's pretty close to the to the the Kalox, but yes. a little different. At least modulated voices, turn some stuff backwards, filter stuff, make it sound a little different. This is the, the thing from Star Trek with the uh, Stella number nine nine nine. Remember the uh, what was his name? Uh, oh, the, yeah, the, uh, Harry Mud. Yes, yes. Mud's planet. No, my lord, Mud. <laughs> Have you been I'll drinking again? Mud! <laughs> you know that eye you brought back? Do I know that eye I 
out of that fuckhead's head. <laughs> He's kind of talked himself into a corner there. You know, I was being rhetorical. Don't get sassy. I don't know how else to get. You knew that was your Zeph has to be sassy. It's it's Zeph. <laughs> Natural state of being. And I love the casualness here. They go from talking about universe destroying implications to Zeph's ass. Oh, it's pretty spectacular. So, well, and it's right there in front of you. you could bounce a chip off it's not America's ass. It's the galaxy's ass. That's right. The point is, the biological sample confirmed our suspicions. The fifth—that's not a crime family. This is a, a big reveal about the fifth, and it was something that came up organically when planning this season, but not last season. So last season, as far as we were concerned, the fifth were actually just people. But now they're not quite people. They're sort of quantum entangled appendages of a single entity. So they're a love the, nightmare. Yeah. And it's the kind of fun stuff that can happen between seasons when you leave stuff kind of open. You're like, well, where do we want to take things? And you discuss it and go back and forth and you find options that you might not have considered before. And so uh, it gave us something cool. It's going to shake out in a very interesting way in the back. It's a lot more interesting than just a standard crime family versus crime family that we've done for years. Right, which we did with the Shimizus and the the um, Wissons. Wissons, right. Everybody. I mean, not that those aren't fun. We right. enjoy those. But. Well, we try to keep things fresh, do different stuff we haven't done before. As this whole season, you can attest to, you know. Hopefully you've enjoyed the uh, extra time we've gotten to spend with everybody along the way. It's been ten seasons, so mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you go through the, okay, we got talking paramecia, that's always good, and, mm -hmm. and now you've got something else, some sort of gigantic planet truffle thing that's thinking for you. That was also a fun thing that we uh, were able to work in is that it's sort of been manipulating things behind the scenes the entire time and pitting all the families against each other. So For 30 years. Right? It's very patient. Yes. Playing the long game. I mean, we don't know. 30 years could be like 10 seconds to... Yeah. That, depending on its lifespan, you know, so... its control over everyone that's infected is to take out the host organism entirely. We're going to need someone with intimate knowledge of the kingery to make that work. Hmm, who might that be? Hmm, I wonder. And underneath here you start to hear our, our favorites Chris and Aaron, uh, played by uh, Caitlin Kleiman and Christine Chester, as they're fighting in the kitchen. Hey, I've grown to love them both so much. Yes, yes. <laughs> and she drops the uh, the pan as, as to salute too. It would be a lot of fun if they had absolutely no idea how to cook. And so everything they were bringing Allison was probably terrible outside of the protein bar. Right, which is probably the best thing. Which got another squelchy sort of moment, but that's... <laughs> How wrong can we make this? This one kind of pasta. I'll mess it up as many ways as possible. Bring in some, some Scott Kona clips. 
Aaron just kind of goes off on her own planet for a second here. We'll move on now from that. So now you know why they kept trying to get her to eat all season long. And yet it was all in one day. All of the bits of Allison you've heard have been in the exact same day, even though Allison had no idea how much time was passing. Well, you're hungry, you're disoriented, you know, time has no meaning. And when you've come out of stasis after two years, you know, you're a little out of it. While he's on duty, yes, you know. Hey, Allison, time to get punched. <laughs> she was ready for it this time. No, 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 no. Let's all just. Ow. <laughs> no more fucking playing around. Jesus, fuck. Woman, wood. She is just ready to go. Until she gets zapped. Yeah. <laughs> again. Not the taser again, Og, as the uh, script says. Don't taser me, bro. <laughs> Who named you? A drunken dock worker? Horking into the bay, mid-wretch? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what does that kind of sound like? Zeph. So. Zeph. Apologies to anybody who might actually be named Zeph. Allison, I'm going to put this fucking food Didn't you say that um, Melissa here gave you a bunch of uh, sort of choking on food, Foley? Okay. Well, look, she, well, she was actually, I think she was actually eating yogurt because it, I could, there's right. definitely a squish sound in there. But also just a lot of the breathing and struggling sound effects I kind of gathered from various lines in the fight and everything. And then just kind of squished them down to make it sound like she's actually struggling. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember her saying when she was going to record for this episode, she had to get out a tarp. Yes. Uh, <laughs> for all of the Ow. yogurt gargling and whatnot she would be doing, so. Because we appreciate we your efforts and other stuff. Sorry, gotta hold your mouth That's okay. Huh. Nice swallow sound. Yes. That, that's, that's all uh, Melissa's Foley, too. Mm. Holy shit, snacks on a cracker. It's <laughs> melted in a why does that sound like Sarah Palin? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's from Archer. Now Chris goes off on her own little tangent for a second. Yes. They each get their little moment, too. Yes. And I just picture everybody's kind of turning and staring at her. You have some issues, girl. No, yeah, you know. Who's coming around? Oh, yeah, I know. Just cracks me up every time. <laughs> Such a great line read. I, I'm so, so sorry, but it had to be taken with food or it would have killed you. What did you do? Drug me? 
body exchange amnesia is a thing that uh, soul transfers have done going way back to season one. It was a yeah, big plot point uh, in season one with Roberts and the cop. And all the swapping that was going on back then. Hey. This isn't my body. This is an interesting thing that all season long, with Allison not knowing who she was, she just believed that she was in her own body and just didn't remember what her name was. Right. So she's learning that not only did she not remember her name, but she has a whole identity and a different gender. Mm -hmm. Tommy's never wanted to be Tommy. No. Zeph? The one and only He's always wanted to, to break the rules and be something different than what he is. Brownie's worship? What? She couldn't give me guest quarters? Tried to escape in season five. Her friends. A little wounded. I can't lie. Hmm. We needed you somewhere we could keep an eye on you. And somewhere warm. To help you recover from stasis. And this extra storage room right off the galley just so happens to be right over the engine room. Stasis? The ah, that's why the floor is warm. Rapidly... That's why the floor was warm. It all makes sense now. All coming together. Almost like Tie that knot. As you have now experienced, unfortunately, the effects are only temporary, and the body can only handle one dose. They... That's not a permanent solution. No, it'll work for a while. I mean, his original body is out there with Jennings in it going nutso with his own body exchange amnesia, so. Who knows what's happened to him? It's been two years. We saw him in the oh, yeah, that's right. yeah. Tithia episode? Yeah, yeah Tithia episode. He was spying yeah. and pretty right. much insane. Yeah, he was He was the mumbling cabbie. <laughs> yeah, and the, the mumbling lost his marbles. And things have gone from fucked Kingry's gone. Still there for now. Soon. Yeah, two years. That's a hell of a thing to wake up to. You've been asleep two years. Yep. And everybody that you ever knew is spread to the far corners of the galaxy and are gone. Right outside. And now all the phone call endings for the various episodes make sense. They all, yes. that's where everything that's syncs up together. So all of those other episodes happened at the same time Allison's entire day happened through the season, and then they all sync up with the calls. So the entire season, it takes place for everybody all in the span of the same one day. We have to act now. With a surprise at Captain. Once we cross the event horizon, there's no coming back. Who the hell made you a Captain? We're extinct. Hey. Humanity. And everyone else, too. If we are going back to the kingdom, I need people I can trust. I really, I really like the way you uh, were able to sort of blend all the different uh, calls together. And, you know, it's the first time I think, too, we've ever, like, really called for a sort of montage in one of these things of something. Right. Like, and it, uh, but it worked. It, it came out great. Yeah, that, that was hard to kind of just get the right amount of, like, phone call. How much the phone ring do we want? How much the conversation do we want? Some of them I truncated a bit. But, you know, at the end, I, I was, and I originally had it going the opposite way, starting with episode one all the way through six. I was like, no, I think it adds more of a punch if we end it with Maddie at the end. Uh, very nice. Very nice touch. So I just gave that much more emotional pow. And everybody else here, uh, you've, you've heard all these before, so you know who these are. 
you, you heard them Alice in previous episodes. <laughs> what could be so important that you have to answer it now? Allison's calling. Holy mother of fuck. What is it? <laughs> Allison's calling. Hello? Allison? Yeah, that, that, that was the only different one because originally hers came over a speaker. She's the one I had to change slightly. Uh. Ah. And just like that, the front part of the season is season done, 10, folks. We have made it this far. Please continue to join us for the back half of the season in about three months. Yes, we have a three-month planned hiatus uh, to give uh, you wonderful director guys a bunch of break and then we're going to come back with the last half of the season and in the middle of the hiatus we're going to have a little bit of a surprise for everybody so check that out in that'll be in two months yes because we're off for three and then we're back in the fourth season will actually start january 2020 god that sounds like the future (laughs) a future a future wow uh, anyway, uh, this is, I believe, Jeffrey's last episode of the season. I've got the finale. Kristen Bays as Cassandra. Catherine Pryde. You got the I took the one for Cat because Cat couldn't handle it, so I took this one for Susan, and so I ended up with three this season. All right, well, so then we'll look forward to having you again. <laughs> yes, you'll see me back at the very end. We can't get rid of you. No. Not that we want to. Because we love you. And, and we love all of you at home listening. Um, if you like what you heard, uh, please please leave us a review on iTunes or at least you know give us a five-star rating because right. Apple that's Podcasts a very good thing. Or iTunes, the uh, it takes 10 seconds to leave a rating. And the more we get, the more people they show the show to when people are searching for sci-fi audio dramas. So please Especially do. Now Just we have all these new commentary. Uh, Categories we can put the yes on iTunes. Yes, actual official audio drama categories. Crazy. Yes, I know. Been in performing arts for a decade. They finally made a category that we fit in. Finally, gosh. Anyway, we will see you next year. Um, me and Bruce will be here, and I have no idea who will be here in the writer's seat. Jeffrey oh I don't remember, but I can find out one moment. But anyway, it's a surprise. You have the data, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, in the meantime, you can join us on Discord. Uh, the link's on our website, www.pendantaudio.com. We're on Twitter, at Pendant Web. We're on Facebook. We're on Tumblr. We're everywhere. We're everywhere you want to be. Yes. So we won't worry about who it is next episode. Uh, we'll see you then. You'll find out when we do. Hold on, hold on, I've got it, I've got it. It's oh, you Renee. got it, I got it. Breaking news. Renee. <laughs> well. Renee is back. Renee? Who is back? Renee, Renee. is back. Renee. Okay. Renee. All right, well, then it'll be me and Bruce and Renee joining you as we bring in the new year with Kingery Episode 10, Season 8. Please no, join no, us. No, other way around. Season 10, Episode 8. Trust me. That's <laughs> what I said. You had um, the numbers reversed. That's okay. Son of a bitch. It's been a <laughs> Bye, everybody. It's, it's a long Let's day. Wrap it up. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>